power of visitation. Hear the Spirit call. Welcome to another podcast of Dr. Leslie Bakupon. Be blessed as you listen. close your eyes begin to bless the name of the Lord just thank him for the week that has just come to pass thank him for his grace that is sufficient for you for his strength that is made perfect even in the times of weakness just thank him thank him for the good the bad the ugly the Bible says in all things we should give thanks unto him just thank him I want to hear you thank God I want to hear you thank God Let's thank him for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Thank him for today. Thank him for life. Thank him for the air that we breathe. In the next 30 seconds, just express your gratitude to him in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The son Wonderful, merciful Savior, precious Redeemer and friend. Who would have thought that a lamb could rescue the souls of men? Oh, you rescue the souls of men. So wonderful, wonderful, merciful, saving, precious.
Father, in the name of Jesus, we give you glory. We give you praise. Thank you for today. Thank you for this gathering. Because it's unto no other name but unto the name of Jesus. For your word says, wherever two or three are gathered in your name, you are there in their midst. Holy Spirit, we ask that you shall take absolute control. As I'm about to speak your word, may I not speak of my own accord. And may I speak as you grant me utterance. By virtue of the fact that I'm a blood-born citizen of the kingdom of God, I take authority in the realm of the spirit. And I declare a supernatural injunction on any activity of the enemy in this place. We declare the hearts and the minds of the people of God sanctified and made ready for them to have an encounter with the word. Take glory, Father. Take glory, Son. Take glory, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' most excellent name, have we prayed with thanksgiving. Amen. Somebody put your hands together for the Lord. Oh, you are clapping like you borrowed your hands. You are clapping like you have many saws in your palm. You are clapping for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Somebody put your hands together for the Lord. Bless God for a beautiful morning like this. Amen. Yeah, keep, keep the same song in the background for me. Okay. Hallelujah. How many of you are happy to be in church on a Sunday morning? We bless God. Amen. And how many of you are ready for the word? All right. Today, my, my sermon is going to be short. It's probably going to be the shortest sermon I've preached this year. Believe me. <laughs> Now it is when I say that I, I, I do it right. I wear a ye and amen like my father in heaven. <laughs> it will be short. Today we have a lot of things to do. We, we have a baby dedication today. Hallelujah. Yes. And so we are glad to have the families of Aquila and Linda Adanuvo to worship with us. Let's let's welcome them with a big clap offering. God bless you for coming. And I especially want to give a special welcome to um, Reverend and Reverend Mrs. Adanuvo, Aquila Experience. Let's put our hands together for them. God bless you so much for honoring us with your presence. Hallelujah. Just to let you know, next year we'll be hosting them for a program, special program. So... Just look out for it. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. And yesterday the the the, the church went fishing for souls. Hallelujah. Uh-huh. You see, you can't clap some. You see, you can't clap. Even if you didn't go clap. In fact, those of you who went, your, your blessing for today is triple. Yeah. Hallelujah. Next week is another chance. Amen. We are dedicating this month of December to winning souls, evangelism. I, I think we even extended to the month of January as well. So December and January. Hallelujah. Yes. I told the other time that if you, you can't preach, you invite the person to church, we'll preach to the person. Hallelujah. 
I've, I've mentioned that we have a system here where everybody who visits us for the first time has an opportunity to give their life to Christ. That's why we ask the first timers to wait and a pastor speaks to them. So it's a constant thing you ask, are you born again? If you are born again, fine. We are all in the same family. If you are not, we give you the chance. All right? So even if you can't preach to somebody, you just invite the person to church. We'll do the rest. Amen. Amen. But it's also good if you also go onto the streets like was done yesterday. There is a certain fulfillment that comes with it. A certain joy that comes with it. And so next week, the numbers must increase. Hallelujah. The numbers must This is a year of great harvest. It's not just financial harvest. The most important harvest to God is the harvest of souls. Let me tell you, that is the truth. Amen? And for all you know, the souls you are winning is what will trigger your financial harvest. Amen? Yes. So, next week, Saturday, 3.30, we meet here and we go. Alright? We are targeting some strategic places. Places that are close to where our church building is going to be, where our church land is. We must start conquering the area for Christ before we go there physically. Amen. So, um, next week we will need more numbers alright, to fulfill this particular assignment. Amen. Alright, as I said, today's message will be short. It will be brief. Maybe you can be shocked at how short it will be as I said, we have a baby dedication, we have church council meeting, all of those things. So I, I have to keep it short. Amen. But as we work with the Spirit of God, <laughs> ah, hallelujah. All right. How many of you have sacrificed something before? Just lift your hand. How many of you have sacrificed? No, I'm not. No, there's only talk sacrifice. People are thinking sakawai, things like that. Okay, you let's go for the, the, the dictionary definition. Somebody should give us a dictionary definition of, of, of sacrifice. I said sacrifice. Some of you are opening. You are watching too many Nigerian movies. That is your problem. <laughs> Actually, today's sermon, I, I can even summarize it in one sentence, and I'll be done. Amen. Amen. So, what, what is sacrifice? <laughs> it's an act of slaughtering an animal. <laughs> Read on. <laughs> or a person. <laughs> Which dictionary is that one? <laughs> is there an African dictionary? Mariam Webster and those who they don't do this thing so Cambridge dictionary this online dictionary comes from Africa I'm sure hey please okay. you are changing the dictionary yes yes please change it this one is too something this one is Miriam Webster Miriam Webster let's see what Miriam Webster I think says. I'll go for the second definition hey you, no you read the first one and let's hear an act of offering to a deity mm-hmm. something precious Yes, that's right. Yeah. Especially the killing. <laughs> it looks like the killing. We can't, we can't escape from it. So you, let's go on. Especially killing on an altar. Mm. Okay. 
Something given up or lost for good. Something given up or lost for good. Hallelujah. For a good cause. Alright. Okay. I want us to read the book of Numbers. Numbers chapter 23. Let's start from verse 1. You see, there's a story of an interaction between a king and a prophet. A king called Balak and a prophet called Balaam. You see, this prophet Balaam, sometimes you can't tell whether he's correct or he's not correct. At least one of the things we know is that he hears from God and God speaks to him. Hallelujah. Yeah, God speaks to him. So Numbers chapter 23 verse 1. You all know the story about when the people of Israel were moving from Egypt and they got to Moab and the king wanted to hire Balak, sorry, Balaam to curse them and all of that. They had to sacrifice. They had to... Um, a burnt offering had to be made. All right. He said, And Balaam said unto Balak, Build me here seven altars and prepare me here seven oxen and seven rams. Verse 2. And Balak did as Balaam had spoken. And Balak and Balaam offered on every altar a bullock and a ram. You see, that means they sacrifice something. It costs time. It costs energy. It costs convenience. It costs a lot of things. Catching an ox and placing him or placing it on an altar is not a small joke. Some of you even to catch a chicken. You run around and run around and run around to catch seven oxen and they'll surrender nicely for you to kill them and you place them on an altar. That's a lot of work, a lot of time taking, a lot of energy taking. But it was for a purpose. Hallelujah. They were expecting something out of that sacrifice. Verse 3, and that is where I'm interested in. This was the instruction the prophet gave to him. And Balaam said unto Balak, Stand by thy burnt offering, and I will go. Peradventure, the Lord will come to meet me, and whatsoever he showeth me, I will tell thee. And he went to a high place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. The title of my sermonette is Stand by your burnt offering. Hallelujah stand by that bent offering you see sometimes you can sacrifice for something and move away from the sacrifice why do people move away from sacrifices when you are waiting for an answer and it's not coming when you are waiting for a particular result and it's not coming when you are waiting for a particular manifestation you are waiting for a particular outcome and it is not coming you can walk away from your sacrifice. But here the instruction was clear from the prophet. Whether he's a good prophet or a bad prophet, at the end of the day he hears from God. And the instruction was clear. Stand by your bent offering. Today my message to you is simple. There is something you have sacrificed for. There is something you have put your energy in. There is something you have put your time into. There is something you have sunk your resources into. And the manifestation of the reason for which you made that sacrifice hasn't come yet. But the message to you is that don't move away. Don't walk away from the sacrifice. Continue to stand by the burnt offering. Hallelujah. 
my sermon is finished too. I'm done. <laughs> Hallelujah. When we talk about sacrifices, there are a lot of things that qualify as sacrifices. Prayer is a form of sacrifice. Hallelujah. Fasting is a form of sacrifice. To go without food like we are going to do in January. Hallelujah. Uh-huh. We have a Christian church. It's only the Christians who are excited. Some of you like what J. Go for to buy food, you give orders. Fakoto, come in January. We are going to fast, hallelujah! And that will be take off 2023, amen. And during that period, as we usually do, our visitation is going to be daily, right? You mean every weekday from Monday to Friday until we are done. So, are we doing 21 days? Are we doing 43 days? Are we doing whatever? <laughs> All right. So, we are doing we are doing 12 days of fasting and prayer. Uh, you want more? Eh? <laughs> so, we start on the 16th of January. And we end on the 27th of January on a Friday with moment of change. Hallelujah. All right. So look out for a 16th of January to 27th of January. That will be the period of the fasting and prayer. Take off 2023. And we will end with awesome testimonies. I didn't hear your email. I said we will end with awesome testimonies. Hallelujah. Last year's testimonies were mind-blowing. This year, they'll be gargantuan. <laughs> Hallelujah. So 12 days of fasting and prayer. We'll be meeting every night. We'll be praying every dawn to prepare ourselves for the year 2023, which is going to be an awesome year. Amen. All right. So there are a lot of sacrifices. There are different kinds of sacrifices. Prayer is a sacrifice. Prayer can be hard sometimes. Some of you prayer is always hard. It is all. It is never. Is it is always hard. You pray for. You know that kind of prayer that you are watching your time all the time. You check. You think you've done forty-five minutes, but it's five minutes. How many of you have been there before? <laughs> Some people prayer is always hard. So prayer is a sacrifice. There's something you've been praying about. There's something you've been trusting God for. There's, there, there's something you've been talking to God about. Maybe for weeks. Maybe for months. Maybe even for years. Maybe even for years. But I want to encourage you today. Stand by that sacrifice. Don't give up. Continue to believe God. Stand, watch, watch over the sacrifice. You see... There was a time Abraham was going to perform a very strategic sacrifice. There was a certain interaction he was going to have with God that was going to determine the destinies of nations. When he put his sacrifice on the altar, the Bible said vultures, strange birds, they came and tried to take it away. If he wasn't watching his offering, 
if he wasn't policing the sacrifice because that that inter- go and read that account very well that was a defining moment in the history of mankind i'm telling you that interaction god had with abraham and vultures i pray that no vultures will take away your sacrifice you see this 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 thing about vultures taking your sacrifice can it, it can even happen during offering when you have prepared your offering so reduce it Re- reduces you plan to give 10 Ghana cities and the vultures come and speak into your ears mm. he'll remind you that this week you have to eat wache after church the wache seller will be waiting for you you know people have a way of counting money in their pocket when they touch the note they know the denomination just said there's some sensor they put their hand in their pocket and they count 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 hey it is the vultures that are taking away your offertory i pray that no vulture will take away your offering hallelujah yes that momentous time that strategic moment that vultures appeared and attempted to take away the sacrifice but the bible said he took his rod and sack them i pray that somebody will take his rod somebody will take her rod make sure you watch over that sacrifice even god he watches over his word god he watches over his word to perform it you don't pray about something and go to sleep police it until it is delivered As I told Timothy, by, by this prophecy, you must wage a warfare. Whenever God tells you something, it means it's time for war. One of the enemy's greatest desires is to make God look like a liar in your eyes. He started it in the Garden of Eden. Did God really say? Did God really say? Did God really say? His agenda is to make you think God is a liar. God told me this and I'll get it. God told me this and it's going to happen. God told me this and God is a liar. So the moment a promise of God is bad like that, the enemy also starts, ah, this is an opportunity for me to make this man look like a liar. And that is why you mustn't go to sleep. When you're in a meeting and a word comes, prophetic word, you are going to be this, you are going to be that, God is going to use you, you are going to be rich, you are going to be this and that and that, and your business is going to spread, and you have a lot of money, and you'll be anointed, and you do this, the enemy gets up, and it's like, this is an opportunity to make this God look like a liar. There are a lot of people who have given up on God, because in their minds and their hearts, they're accusing God of being a liar. God, you said it to be well with me. But why is it that I am still suffering? I thought by now I should be riding in my own car. I thought by now I should have finished building my house. I thought by now my business should be running. The devil comes, yeah. That is the God. He's a liar. But I pray that every sad voice will be silenced in your life in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. As I said at our visitation on Friday, God is working some mathematics. God has his own timing. Your watch has a different time from my watch. God's watch is different from yours. You are working with Kronos time, but God is working with Kairos time. It's a different kind of time altogether. When we talk about Kronos, it's about 
how the sun moves or sorry the, the earth moves in relation to the sun that that is what determines chronos time but when you talk about kairos it's talking about the right time the right time for your marriage will come the right time for you to travel will come the right time for you to finish school will come the right time for that thing that you have been working on to start working will come the kairos time will come Kairos time will come. You are working with Kronos. So you are accusing the one who is working with Kairos of delaying. God can never delay. He's the only one who can be four days late and still on time. Because he's not working with your Kronos time. He's not working with your Kronos time. With Kronos, we interpret things as delay. And they said then Elizabeth was barren. She was not barren. By Kronos time, she had reached a stage where she should be having children. By Kronos time, you've reached a stage where you should be married. By Kronos time, in the minds of people, you've reached a stage where certain things should be happening in your life. But you see what was happening with Elizabeth was divine timing. Because what she was going to give birth to had a connection with what Mary was going to give birth to. And it had to be born just a few months ahead of Mary's delivery. But that delay was seen as barrenness. That is how human beings, unspiritual we are. That is how we, 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 we interpret things with our limited understanding and our limited minds and our lack of spiritual death. I pray for somebody today that you, you will connect with God's Kairos timing. That you will be patient with God. That you will allow God to do the things that he wants to do. Allow him to work the algorithms and the mathematical equations that he needs to work. Don't be impatient. Don't walk away from that sacrifice. Stand by your burnt offering. Stand by it. Continue to pray. God said in Isaiah, I said, I have placed watchmen upon your walls, O Jerusalem, who will not hold their peace. That means they will not shut up. That means they will not continue. They will not stop crying out unto God. That means they will not stop peeing on their knees. They will not stop praying. They will not stop interceding. And he said, until he makes Jerusalem a praise on the earth. Look, the spirit of the intercessor is the until spirit. You continue until something happens. Elijah was the one who gave the prophecy of rain. But he didn't go to sleep. You, the prophecy, you didn't give it. Somebody gave it to you, but you've gone to sleep. The one who had God, and he gave the prophecy, he went and climbed a mountain, and the Bible said he prayed seven times. He went into seven depths of prayer to police the word that God has spoken to ensure that it is delivered. And the Bible said, until he saw a cloud the size of a hand of a man. Somebody say the until factor. Look, stand by your burnt offering. That sacrifice, stand by it. Don't move away and let the vultures come to take the sacrifice away. There's something you have worked on. Look, nowadays young people are too quick to start thinking about divorce. In marriage. Smallest thing, you know, it is not working. And this, and this, and this, and that, and that. It's sad when you see people who are married 10 years, 14 years, and now they are going to the divorce court. When you have tried to work this thing out, the man who was nothing, and now you've been with him and he's, he's making something out of his life. You want to leave for somebody else to come and enjoy 
the benefits. You see, as you complain, then this is it changed him one way or the other. Or her. He changed him or her one way or the other. Somebody will come and marry a better version. A better version. Stand by your burnt offering. You have suffered for the thing. You have worked hard for the thing. Don't walk away. Don't walk away. Work it out. I tell people, look, when it comes to marriage, love does not die. When I say God is love. Something that has been more or less equated to God. If God cannot die, then love too cannot die. There are times you can allow love to go to sleep. But there are some things. Even palm oil, it can sleep home. But put it on fire. And suddenly, the texture begins to change. That is love. You must push certain buttons. You must go back to do certain things. You must cause certain things to happen again. So, so, so the feeling is gone. So me cry. And they say what? Irreconcilable differences. So you are going to the divorce court. Stand by your burnt offering. Work on it. It will work. It will work. I've told you severally that the most difficult years in marriage are the early years. Once you negotiate that one, you're fine. When children start coming and stress starts coming and this and this and that, 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 the devil come and whisper all kinds of things into your ears. But stand by your bent offering. Don't allow the devil to come and take your sacrifice away. The hard work. The money you spent to do your wedding for us to come and drink Coca-Cola. You want to throw all of that away by walking away. No, you will stand by your bent offering. Say, I will stand by my bent offering. Say, I will stand by my bent offering. Stand by your bent offering. Sometimes even in ministry, I'll be closing soon. Sometimes even in ministry, you will sacrifice for certain things. There are people who walk away at the wrong time. Just when their blessing was about to come. Just when their reward was about to come. When you read Revelation chapter 3 verse 11, it said, let no man take your crown. That means it's possible for another person, possibly who didn't work like you. Somebody who didn't show longevity like you. But just because you chose to walk away from your sacrifice, your toil, at the wrong time, somebody just comes and takes your reward. Sometimes when it comes to this, people are not sensitive. I watched a certain video. My wife sent it to me. Somebody was an organist in a church. Played and played and played for years, faithfully. One day he allowed the devil to start speaking to him. That hey, this church, they are not even recognizing me. And this and that and that and that. They've not even given me anything before. And blah, 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 blah. And the day he decided that this Sunday I'm not coming to church. I'm done with these people. That day there was a visiting preacher who came from the United States. And when he finished, they let some other, some other person take over. And the person played the organ. When a visiting preacher finished preaching, he asked the senior pastor, he's like, I like your organist. The guy was, didn't have work, he didn't have anything to do. He was like, if you permit me, I want to take him with me to the United States of America. I want to establish him there. I want to... They're like, ah, the one who usually plays. Today, he did not come. So take him away. Somebody has taken his reward. For you know God brought that preacher there because of how he has been faithful just because of him. 
That's because of him. Haven't you been in meetings where there's a prophetic word for somebody who is not around me? Sometimes eh, the words we receive for people is not all of them that come when we stand here. Sometimes in the middle of the night when you are preparing. But God will not give you the entire message. The word will unfold when the person comes to stand in front of you. So you know God has a word for the person, but you, don't, you can't tell. If you knew, you would text it to the person. But for me, most of the time, when the person comes out or my eyes hit the person, that is when the whole thing unfolds. But there are times people they run away. For you know those who they've been in church every time. That particular Sunday, they just decided that oh, let me sleep a little longer. Let, let me join the online church. Let me join the online church. That oh, I went for a wedding yesterday. So I'm very, very tired. Or oh, we spent long at setup. We kept long at setup. And I'm tired. So let me just sleep. And that there's something that God has been preparing. A meal that has been prepared for you in particular. You will not be there. And somebody else who hasn't worked. I pray that nobody will take your reward. I pray for you that you will stand by every sacrifice. Look, in ministry we, do, we make sacrifices. So sometimes we don't tell you. But I think sometimes it's good for us to let you know. The sacrifices we make. Because some people let their mouths the things they can say. When this church was going to start five years ago, let me tell you small. The Bible said that which we have seen, heard, and touched is what we declare unto you. I'm not saying if, so that you know, so one day you don't say certain things. When the church was going to start, where was the money to start the church with? Money that I had saved to do foundation for my house. It's like, look, let's put it in. And on top of that, too, I went to Barclays Bank and collected a loan to add to it. That's why this church started with a full set of instruments, like everything. The first day of church, people were like, ah, is this a new church? Brand new church, everything sparkling, blah, 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 blah. Let me, yeah, Spain <laughs> every month. On top of that, too, later, you all know the issue with the investment. We tried to do some joint investment for people, blah, blah, blah. And it was during that time when things just backfired like that. So people had to be giving their money because people had budgeted their weddings on it. All sorts of things. Again, me and my wife went and took loans. Used our lands as collateral. After that, we are still paying. Every month, the amount of money that gets out of the house to still service that thing. About 10,000 Ghana cities every month so that the situation will be salvaged. So after all the sacrifices if one day God is blessing me and you sit somewhere and you say he is chopping our time the thunder that will strike your mouth eh, it is still doing press ups. I'm telling you. This is a burnt offering I will stand by. I am not moving anywhere. I am staying by it. I am watching it burn. It is still burning because the money is still coming out of my pocket. But one of these days, God is going to speak. 
one of these days the voice of God is going to thunder from heaven and he will say this is an acceptable sacrifice I pray for you that God will give you the grace to stand by your sacrifice God will give you the grace to be patient with his workings God will give you the grace not to run away when your reward is coming I pray that you have the spirit of the sons of Issachar that you will understand the times and know the times and know what decisions you have to take at any particular point in time don't move away from your reward and don't let any man take your reward in Jesus name have we preached amen Trust you have been blessed by this message. For more information, reach us on 024-873-7250 or on our Facebook page, The Overflow Worship Center. Stay blessed. Overflow! Someone overflow!